Welcome to the show, the Crump Diddy Show, I may add. And on today's episode, we're going to talk dating. We're going to talk current events. We're going to get into all the usual jazz here. But I first want to start off this episode by saying this is something that I've been kind of inspired to talk about for a couple days now. And what's really inspired me to talk about this is just kind of seeing the the overwhelming, uh, you know, questions and concerns that people who who are going through this have and how they are so in need of information and help and motivation from those who are fellow to their same situation. And I'm, I'm talking about Tourette's here. As many of you know, uh, my fiance, uh, Megan, suffers from Tourette's. And, and I say suffer lightly because, yes, I get that Tourette's is probably not in the same spectrum of disability as somebody who's handicapped, like they can't use their legs, or someone who's blind or, you know, things of that nature. I get it's not on that same level, but it is something that people who have it do tend to go through life a little bit more difficult than those who are born normal. It's something that affects their social life, their living condition, you know, and for, for most people, even their mental uh, health because of the fact of the the stigma that they have to go through and things of that nature because some people just don't understand Tourette's and you know look give people dirty looks and you know discriminate and all sorts of things it's just not something even though it's not as extreme as somebody who can't walk or can't see or is born disfigured uh, it is something that people who are born with it do tend to have a you know kind of a harder time in life for and for obvious reasons you know, and, and, and of course, the discrimination and mistreatment is never, you know, should be never tolerated. And of course, people should speak up against that. But I want to give Megan credit because, you know, on her side, I've seen how just making a video can, uh, about talking about her experiences can make someone's day, you know, or can give someone hope, you know, or them, them leave a response asking questions and just being really curious about it. And... A lot of people, when they first found out that I was with somebody who had, not had, who has Tourette's, kind of tends to ask me the same question, you know, how is it like being with somebody with Tourette's? And I can tell you, um, there's probably a lot of people out there who are, who is dating somebody with Tourette's. Um, And I can't speak for everybody. I can only speak for myself and and hopefully what I'm saying can maybe be of some service to anybody who is dating with someone with Tourette's, but... Um, I kind of said this in a video version of when Megan uh, released a video for Valentine's um, about, you know, kind of like a couple's video. Me and her, I was in the video and we kind of, you know, answer some questions about ourselves. Um, Be sure to find that over at Mini Crumpler, the YouTube channel. Check it out. But um, I got to say that Megan's probably being with Megan. The hardest part about being with her is actually not so much. The Tourette's itself, it's actually learning to understand her more and more every day. That's the hard part for me. And that's because of the fact that I'm someone who likes to ask a lot of questions. I'm someone who likes to really try to understand where somebody's coming from. And it's hard when you don't, it's hard when it's something like this, like a disability, because as many as questions you can ask, it's never the same as if, if you're actually going through it. And I think that's 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 where the challenge is posed. Um, many people get frustrated when they're, and that's what when they're with somebody with Tourette's. And I get that. I've, I've read that a lot. I was on Reddit earlier uh, in the morning, and 
I was kind of reading some, you know, subreddits about it and people were just kind of posting questions about how they deal with this and ticks and, and whatnot and outbursts and, um, you know, and some people with Tourette's are even asking questions themselves. But one of the things I noticed is that a lot of these questions have in common was there's frustration, you know, and I think the key thing to understand is when you're with someone with Tourette's, you have to understand that pretty much almost everything they do as a result of Tourette's is not something that they want to do. It is a self-sabotaging behavior. You know, when Megan accidentally hits me in the stomach, she doesn't want to hit me in the stomach. When she yells something out in public when we're shopping or does a loud stomp or, or says something that would be considered offensive, she doesn't want to do that. And I think that's where the frustration originally begins with a lot of people is that they tend to forget that important detail. You know, you have to understand when you're with someone with Tourette's, yes, there's going to be these occasional times where they hit you or they hit something or they break something, you know, or they scream something or whatever. You know, there's many different forms of tics. I get it. But the point is that pretty much nine times out of 10, they don't want to do that. Their brain is sending a signal, you know, that's causing a misfire for them to want to sabotage the situation. You know, I was reading on Reddit that somebody was answering, somebody with Tourette's was answering this person's questions about her concerns over, you know, her husband's tick about he was saying somebody's uh, saying another woman's name in bed. And, you know, somebody with Tourette's pretty much responded, look, you know, people with Tourette's tend to um, want to self-sabotage a scenario. He gave the example that he was on a date. And he kept screaming that he was going to cheat on, on the woman. And of course, after a couple of times of doing that, the date ended and obviously it went nowhere. But in, with, with Tourette's, the way it works is the brain will try to figure out a way to self-sabotage the moment, say the most offensive thing possible. And they don't mean it. It's not the actual individual's way of thinking. It's just the way that the condition uh, uh, you know, forces it to happen. And there's a lot of things like CBIT and breathing exercises that they can do to ride the urge, but it's not a permanent fix. And I get that with some people who have Tourette's, it goes away over time, but that's not the case for a lot of them. You know, that, in my opinion, that's the case for a small percentage. So that's the first thing that I think you should understand is if you're with somebody with Tourette's, um, you know, understand that the outburst, the behavior, the physical tics, the, the, the verbal, you know, all that stuff related to it is not done on purpose. Even though their brain is is misfiring to do it, them themselves, their identity, that person is not wanting to self-sabotage. You know, um, Megan tells me all the time, there's times where she wants to just basically, you know, snuggle with me. She just wants to ba uh, just drown me with love, but she can't because she feels like she's going to have physical tics where she hurts me. So she tends to try to control herself. It's, and it's hard because she wants to give me affection non-stop but she can feel the ticks where if she was to get me give me too much affection she's going to start hitting me you know and it's and i feel bad because i i, I don't know what that's like i can't begin to understand a hundred percent i can try to put myself in their shoes a little bit but it's difficult but one thing i will tell you is that you know people with tourette's if you're dating them you know once you get past the, the idea that it's not on purpose, you tend to feel a lot better. And take it from me, when I first started dating Megan, 
that was one of the very first challenges that I had was getting accepting that, you know, um, and it was hard because, you know, I've never been with somebody who's had the condition and most people, you know, I, I would probably say, well, why, why did you choose to be with someone with that? I, it's not that it's just, I didn't see it as a, as a, as an issue, uh, in our relationship and it's not. And that's the first thing. That's another thing you have to accept as well. Like if you, if you really like somebody and you're falling for somebody and they have Tourette's, you shouldn't let that be the reason why you don't proceed because it's not something that will alter your life. Uh, if you really think about it, nothing is really altered in my life except for the fact that I'm actually happy, you know. And so, another advice I would give somebody is if you're dating somebody with Tourette's, don't let Tourette's be the thing that dictates how you live your life. Don't be a hermit crab. Don't be don't be afraid to go out in public and enjoy life and do errands and just go to events or just do regular things out in the open just because you're going to be embarrassed or stressed out. Don't let it. The, the more attention you don't give to the Tourette's, you know, the more easy and, 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 and less pressure it is on your partner who has it to be able to try to, to the best of their ability, minimize the frequency of their ticks. I mean, are, is it going to be a permanent fix for the zero ticks? Absolutely not. But exercise, go out and do activities, live your life. Don't let Tourette's dictate how you want to have your relationship because it really, it's not something that would automatically just shut down and where you can't have a regular relationship. You could have a regular relationship, you know, and just know that that person still is that same person that you fell in love with or that you like or that you want to be with. You know, um, so yeah, just accept the fact that what they say and do is not on purpose and also don't be embarrassed and don't be, don't let it stress you out. You know, people will stare, people will look, sometimes people will say stupid comments, you know, and if anyone ever tells you that what you're doing is like charity work, tell those people in any way you want to fuck off because being with someone with Tourette's is not charity work. You know, being with someone with Tourette's is no different than being with somebody in general. You know, that's what you have to understand is that forget about the stigma of society. You know, just allow yourself to just be happy. You know, don't let that condition dictate your happiness, you know, and the way you live. Just be, you know, just make more rational decisions about the way you think about this and you'll be fine. I'm telling you, you know. When I'm with Megan, I don't even focus. Oh, I mean, like, we're, if we're, like we're in public or we're getting something to eat or we're doing errands, I don't even focus on what people look. Now, if they say something or they're making like some sort of shock gesture, I would try to be her advocate. And this is something you should do too, is be your partner's advocate. Explain to people, she, um, you know, apologize. Hey, look, sorry, she has Tourette's. You know, and that's something that I'm trying to get better at. And, you know, and I'm trying to step up and do. You know, rather than have Megan constantly be the one that explains it, I'm trying to be the one that explains to people, hey, she has Tourette's, it's okay. You know, another thing too is that that helps you out in public and it's helped me out a lot is don't react to the tick. If you're in public, right, and your partner's next to you, and let's say your partner does like, for example, what Megan does, which is like a loud stomp scream sometimes, that's going to have people turn around and look. It happens. 
But when they see that I'm not even making a big deal about it and I'm not, and I'm just continuing my conversation with her and I'm just showing her the different products we're going to buy, like the different groceries and comparing or whatnot, people tend to just go about their business. It's like, oh, okay, well, obviously there's some sort of condition there. He's with her. He's got it. He's cool. He's taking the situations under control, you know? So that's another thing you could do is you could either, if you see that people are distressed, you can simply just speak up and be your partner's advocate and just say, hey, everything is cool. I apologize. She has Tourette's. He or she has Tourette's, you know, and stay calm. Don't react every single time. Like, come on, you know, like it's no, don't act surprised. Like, you know what's going to happen. When I go out with Megan in public, the reason why I don't care and I'm proud to go out everywhere with her, you know, because I have so much fun with her is because. I don't, I don't care. It's not that I don't care. I don't care in the sense where I don't allow her condition to stop me from what we what we want to do. If we say, you know what, tonight let's go out and get some groceries or tonight let's go do this. We're going to do it. Like, we don't care. You know, when we go out to eat with her mom, we don't care. We're going to go out. We're going to socialize and have a good time. And when when there's a tick, you know, like when, when we're out with her mom, her mom already knows. Her mom knows better than anybody. Her mom would just be calm, you know, and continue with the conversation like if nothing happened. And that's the same way I do it when, you know, so be an advocate and also stay cool and calm. Collected people will feed off your energy and see that everything is cool, you know. So another thing I want to talk about and I'm going to segue onto it, but I just really wanted to really talk and express that uh, about Tourette's. I wanted to. You know, Megan kind of does everything on the video side. And I figure, you know what? I want to step up too. It's she's She can explain things from her perspective. I want to explain things from my perspective. You know, reach out to the way I know best, which is through the podcast. You know, and if you know somebody that has Tourette's or you're, or you're friends with somebody or, or in a relationship with someone with Tourette's, remember, regardless, and, and Megan has probably the, the most severe form of Tourette's, which I can't even say the name. Coprielia, I'm fucking butchering that name right now. Uh, it's what a C. It's the one where literally their main objective is to scream the most offensive, fucked up shit ever. You know, I mean, <laughs> the funny story is uh, Mango was telling me she went to her friend's wedding and, you know, and this was such a sweet gesture that they did for her at the wedding. She went to her friend's wedding and obviously, you know, uh, they're all Jewish. At least half of the people there were Jewish, uh, if, if I remember correctly the story. But they were nice enough to email everybody on the guest list. Hey, so-and-so, Megan Fan is going to be here. She has Tourette's. Please disregard any loud outbursts and things she may say. And, you know, this is a Jewish wedding. And what's the first thing that, you know, Megan's saying is she's screaming out, Hail Hitler. You know, so you, you have to understand that this is, this is, it's not that she fucking is saying hell Hitler all proud as fuck. You know, it's not like, I, I mean, when I go through Megan's drawer, you know, I'm not seeing, you know, swastikas there. You know what I'm saying? She's, this is not her. It's just what her, her brain thinks, hey, you know what? I'm in a room full of Jews. What is the worst thing I could possibly say? Her brain, her, her condition will misfire and make her brain shout the most fucked up thing to sabotage the, the, the situation. But because they were so nice and understanding, they let everybody know ahead of time and everybody was cool. Nobody even batted an eye. And you know what? Eventually, it just kind of subsided and the night was fine and everything was good. So that's exactly how, you know, you know how it is that my, my advice to everyone is just relax be an advocate 
and don't let it control you. Don't let it be your anchor to the ground where you cannot progress in life. Enjoy your life. You know, they're, they're still the same person you're in love with. Never forget that. And segueing to dating real quick is, you know, one thing, guys, you have to understand is when you are out there dating, you know, a couple a couple of things I want to get, get because I notice that, you know, I go through my social media feed and I, and I still... I continuously see this as a problem and it seems like, you know, a couple times a month I see people posting this and complaining about this. And then I kind of see, you know, the obvious mistake and it's like, okay, well then you kind of did this to yourself. You know, when you're dating, the best advice I can give you out there without going to any specific examples, because I didn't ask these people if I can use their names on this thing. So I'm going to leave their names out of it. But one thing I noticed that you can do when you're out there dating is, you know, be yourself and do not put on the facade. One thing that everybody seems to do is they put on this facade, you know, when they're on the first date or under the dating profile. It, you know, if you're if you're looking at someone's profile, you know, male or female, and they have provocative photos on there, that should be the first sign that it's time to swipe left. You know, and I mean, this is of course if you're looking for an actual real relationship. Now, if you're just looking for a fling and you don't care what comes your way then, oh, well, that's on you, you know, and hey, more power to you. Um, we all been there, done that. And you know what? If you're not looking for something real and then looking for something trashy, then, then yeah, you're probably going to want to talk to the people with provocative photos. But if you want people to take you seriously, you know, yourself, and let's say you are looking for a serious relationship, don't have provocative photos on, there, on yourself either. You know, have some decent photos, you know, photos that you would share with your family members. That's the rule of thumb. If you would be, if you couldn't share it with your family, don't post it as a profile picture or one of your additional photos, you know, and look at, see how somebody talks about themselves, you know, if, or do they have un, unrealistic demands? Do they have sort of slang words? You know, do they curse? Are they vulgar? Like these are things that you got to look out for, you know, see their profile, just reading their profile and see how they talk about themselves, what they're looking for. You know, just that alone makes a big difference. It's not a it's not a guaranteed because even those who are pretty much who have polite pictures and a polite descriptive profile can be assholes and fakes. Um, but this will eliminate a, at least a huge amount of potential red flags, you know. And when you're on that first date, do not give it your best and do not give it your all. And I know some of you are thinking, well, why not? I want that second day. I got a first impressions mean everything. You can still put on a good impression without having to go overboard. You know, when you go on a date, the most important thing you understand is if it's your first date, don't take it as seriously as you should. Just be yourself. Be cool, calm, and relax and be yourself. Do not overdo it because guess what? Now that person is expecting you to be like that the whole time. You know, and do not put up a front. Be yourself. Be real about who you are, what what demands you have in a relationship, what you're looking for. You know, be open and honest. Who cares if what uh, if your past, if talking about your past, you feel like it's gonna make you look bad or like a lesser candidate? You're you're wasting your time. Who cares? Your past is your past. Be open about it. Men and women, I'm telling you from experience and from a lot of friends who I know who have been through this. When you are honest about yourself and you and you love yourself and you're confident you got nothing to hide nothing to be ashamed of you learn from your mistakes people can see that on the first date when you're being yourself and you're not being all super shy and over the top and let's overdo it and let's be extra cutie romantic no pace yourself 
You know, because if you go all out on the first date and you are so fake and you're not being yourself and you're just being all whatever, you are diluting the potential of of the impact that you can have when you are being yourself and you're being genuine in a a gift or a, a sign of affection. Just learn to be yourself and don't overdo it. Because you want to pace yourself. You you are at the beginning stages where you ask questions. You want to kind of see if you click, if there's chemistry. You want to get to know each other. Think of the first date like a job interview. Only you both are interviewing each other to be able to have that position, to both get hired. You know, that's the best way I can explain it. Now, I know that could be a bad example because let's face it. We all went through that stage in our life where we fucking kiss so much ass in a job interview. Fucking overdress. You know, and fucking lie to our fucking teeth and show off and kiss ass. And we're just this completely different person in the interview than we are on day one of the job. You know, and it happens all the time. In the interview, you're this amazing kiss ass person. But then when you're on the first day, you're like, man, fuck this job. I'm fuck that. Fuck this. You know, there's only been two interviews in my life that I've never gotten any callbacks from. Two. Um... That, and I'm talking about interviews that I've actually won in person. And I can tell you, almost every interview I've ever had in my life, I've always passed or aced it. Almost every one. And you know what? I was the the one who was dressed the least, you know, professional. Um, Why people were wearing long sleeve shirts and ties and coats and everything. I'm just wearing jeans and a polo shirt, you know, with, with some sports shoes, some running shoes, not even nice shoes. I was always dressed the shittiest, but yet I always fucking passed the interview with flying colors because the people that are interviewing can tell. They can tell when you're being yourself, when you're being comfortable, when you're being organic, or when you're just feeding them the same typical scripted bullshit that the last six people before you done, you know? And so it's the same as when you're dating. Just be yourself. Be cool, calm, calm. Don't overdo it. Pace yourself. You get better results when you're being real instead of being fake. You know, and you, your energy will transfer over to the next person. They'll see, damn, you know, this person seems really cool and calm and relaxed. I got nothing to worry about. I should be cool, calm. You know, people will read off your energy and see that, you know. Um, I was going to get into current events, things in the nature. I was going to talk about a woman who was charged with DUI, yet even though when she blew into the breathalyzer, she did not have anywhere near the legal limit. I was going to talk about that story, but, you know, we kind of already went overboard in the time here. Um, I just really wanted to make sure that I gave those, I talked about the Tourette's and I talked about some some tips and tricks about dating because lately, the reason why I bring this up is I've been seeing a lot of negative posts on my social media feed about people complaining about relationships that were all disastrous, that just got out of a relationship or how why the dating game is miserable and why online dating sucks and I want to be single for life and people posting screenshots of fucked up text messages and breakups and all sorts of bullshit. And I just, I don't know if it's because it's getting closer to Valentine's, but the amount of screenshots and people calling each other out and putting people on blast and their personal business out there and their, their relationships going down the tanker, it's no wonder. And this is a perfect example of why. And I figured, you know what, rather than mentioning names, because I want to have the time asking people, can I use their example on the podcast? I'm just going to leave their names out there and just give what I think is the solution to the problem. But anyways, guys, until next time, it's your boy Crump Diddy. Peace.